Okay, so welcome back. As promised, we're going to talk to our good friend David Ray. We're going to talk about what's happening. Um, earlier I had mentioned what was happening in California and what's happening with sanctuary cities and, you know, what's the status of this illegal immigration in America. It seems like we, we often get off the track and nothing happens. And, Dave, it seems like, you know, one, one minute we're talking about it, it's a big issue to talk about. Then something comes up, like some storm or something comes up, and all of a sudden it's off. You know, it's off the topic again, and nothing ever happens uh, with this issue. First of all, I love the fact that someone in California has a brain. Secondly, is this ever going to be resolved in my lifetime, this issue with the illegals in America, Dave? I mean, holy smokes, this is crazy. Hey, Melody. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be on with you again. Uh, honestly, the immigration issue in my humble opinion, is something that is going to vex our nation probably for the next several hundred years. The reason why I'm saying that is that if you look at world population growth, it's just exploding, Mm -hmm. and most of that is happening in countries where standards of living are very low, and, uh, you know, so there's always going to be far more people who want to come to Western nations than the ability of Western nations to accommodate them. You add to that the idea that, according to the United Nations, some 26 million people today are displaced from their homes by, you know, ethnic strife and violence and political upheaval. This is across the globe, and, you know, this is not an issue that's going to be settled anytime soon. But there are certainly some common sense things that we can do in the United States um, uh, in terms of how to select the right immigrants to bring in, how many do we select, and then how do we enforce the rules. And some of the low-hanging fruit, like sanctuary laws, you know, these are things that eventually we are going to get struck down, I do believe. But, you know, stuff like that and, and things like mandatory E-Verify that allows employers to run um, – Social security numbers through, you know, kind of like a like a, a swiping system, like you would use when you're making a purchase to to authenticate whether or not a certain uh, worker has the uh, right uh, to hold a job in the United States. So there's some low-hanging fruit there that we should be focusing on right now. The border wall, uh, cracking down on sanctuary cities, e-verify. Um, issuing visas, we shouldn't be issuing visas to countries that refuse to take their nationals back when they commit crimes. So things like that, uh, we are making improvements under President Trump, but we have a long road to hoe. Yeah, it really seems that way. Um, you know, so I'm looking at, you know, what's going on in Orange County in California, where they pretty much said, uh, we don't want any more of this. We don't, right. you know, we don't want to be part of this, you know, sanctuary state. We don't, we don't want this. You know, we want to be law-abiding citizens, follow what's supposed to happen, and do what we can to help the real people in America. So, you know, I, first of all, I'm curious about what you think their outcome is going to be. But secondly, do you think that something like that is going to, uh, you know, multiply across, you know, the states? Because they seem to be really jazzed to make this happen. But I don't know if right. I see that any other place. Well, I mean, first of all, you don't have the problem anywhere else in America like you do in California. You have an immigration problem, particularly with illegal immigration, that is completely, you know, blowing the mm-hmm. state budget out of the water. You have, uh, you know, they share a border with Mexico, which is where a significant portion of the illegal alien population comes through, particularly uh, a lot of the criminal aliens. And you see, you know, a lot of the angel moms who... Yeah. Uh, 
you know, became energized during the Trump campaign. A lot of those testimonials came out of California, which has really been ground zero on the issue of illegal immigration. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, it, California last year passed the law proclaiming that it was a sanctuary state. The, the governor signed it, but it didn't come into effect until January 1st. So, honestly, we've been talking about this issue at FAIR now for a good year. Uh, as this was first debated and now that it's happened, it was really a breath of fresh air. I mean, we did, we, we had hundreds and hundreds of citizens and civic leaders and elected officials and sheriffs and police officers and so on throughout the state of California from tip to tip, from tip to tip reaching out to us about what they can do. I mean, here you have a state that has now decided that it is going to decide which federal laws it's going to obey. Right. Uh, this is a scary precedent that can't be allowed to stand. It would be like, you know, the state of Ohio suspending its compliance with, envir- with U.S. environmental laws and the state of New York uh, suspending compliance with minimum wage standards. I mean, states don't generally take on the federal government like this, and, and you know, hopefully they won't. Uh, get away with it. Last time something like this happened, there were you know, shots fired at Fort Sumter. I mean, this is not right, something right. to, make, to make light of, honestly. Yep. And so with that said, I, I believe that obviously uh, the communities are right to be standing up against the, their rogue state government. Sacramento mm-hmm. has, you know, state government has been taken over by open border activists who who are willing to see the sacrifice of people like Kate Steinle and other innocent Americans on the altar of open borders, that they think, you know, these, this is the, the price of diversity and inclusion and uh, mass immigration, and they're happy to see it, but most Americans aren't. And, uh, you know, you hear some of these testimonials coming out. The mayor of Los Alamitos, this first uh, small city in Orange County to stand up to the state law, and he said, "Look, you know, the guy was a—he's a veteran, and he loves his country, and he loves his city, and he says, you know, this is a law and order issue for us. We don't put criminals, deportable criminals, back on the street to recommit. We want them removed, you know, and that's really what this is about. And the other thing is that these city officials have all sworn to uphold the U.S. Constitution, and the state of California has chosen to thumb its nose at that Constitution. So that puts them in a very awkward position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that that's a big point there, where, you know, the, the state, the governing body, has pretty much said, no, you know, we're going to go off and do what we want to do, uh, and we're going to, we're essentially going to break the law. We're going to, you know, we're going to say we're not going to follow that. We're going to kind of create our own little world. And, you know, and I wondered as we're watching some other states, I mean, you had, like the story last week or the week before, um, you know, about Denver, how the city of Denver, you know, this guy uh, should have been deported and shipped out of here. Uh, you know, he gets out of jail and, you know, nobody tells anybody and off he goes, only right. most likely, right, to, to do it again, reoffend again. Right. And we've seen this over and over again. So, you know, I, I just wonder if you, so you take what's happened in California, and as you pointed out, probably the largest. Um, but, I mean, if you were to multiply that, you know, across all of America, with the right. number of illegals that we have, 
aren't we essentially giving up America and saying that, you know, this, this nation, the nation that so many have lost, so many have given so much and have fought for, doesn't matter anymore. All those laws, you know, the Constitution, everything, it's now time to like completely ignore that. And each state is saying, I mean, they're taking, you know, their authority a little more and saying, well, we've decided we're going to create our own little United States within our state. And these are the way the right. laws are going to be. Right. Yeah, and you know the other thing is it really makes people who uh, who play by the rules, who come to the United States the right way, who wait for their wait their turn in line. It's a real slap in the face to them, and it makes them mm-hmm. look, you know, kind of naive for playing by the rules. I mean, the, what people forget is that one of the things that immigrants love so much about America is that we do have. You know, we do have respect for the rule of law in general, I guess, except right. in California. And people <laughs> right. play by the rules, and things work as they're supposed to. And this mm-hmm. kind of turns that on its head. And what you saw happen in Denver, where once again you had, you know, an illegal alien who was let loose and then had to ruin another life of an innocent American. And, you know, <clears throat> they talk about deportation separating families. Well, families mm-hmm. can always choose to rejoin their loved one in the deported right. country where they're all living. When a, when, you, when a murder takes place, that's a permanent separation. The mm-hmm. life that was lost in that Denver, when that Denver truck uh, exploded and the, the, the father burnt to death inside his cab as the, as the illegal alien sped off, uh, you know, that family has a permanent separ- separation that can't be fixed by anybody except the hand of God. And, you know, that is the type of thing that is just not tolerable. The United States, one of the things the government owes us as tax-paying citizens is to protect us, to secure our borders, and to provide some modicum of public safety uh, from criminal aliens. And that, frankly, just isn't happening. I mean, they're certainly stepped up under the Trump administration, but there are still, you know, hundreds of thousands of of deportable criminal aliens or, or... Aliens who have deportation orders walking the streets of America, they shouldn't be here. Uh, Some of them are taking jobs from Americans, and we want those jobs going to people who should have them, and uh, we want our government to take our laws seriously. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it, isn't I mean, that's their primary role. I mean, I was looking at the big um, hullabaloo that's going on today because, you know, the president wants the citizenship question on the census. Uh, questionnaire, right. and so people are all flipped out about it and saying, oh, no, you can't do that, you can't do that. I mean, I know the role of the census is to count the American citizen. So if we don't know whether you're a citizen or not, then what value does the census have? Well, the uh, you know, the, the argument is that uh, the census is then used for congressional reapportionment. And so if you have a congressional district in California that's, you know, let's just say 50% illegal immigrant, I know that's high, but just to, you know, because to keep, right, yeah. keep the numbers, you know, then then if you you compare that to a congressional district in upstate New York, mm-hmm. that is 100 percent or or 95 percent U.S. citizens, you've actually diluted the vote of U.S. citizens by counting illegal aliens in the census and then using it for congressional reapportionment. So mm-hmm. you know, the only way to really get a, a handle on the size of a population or the size of a problem is to be able to count it. The federal government needs to know who's in the country, uh, whether or not they're citizens, and, um, you know, the size of the illegal immigrant population. Yeah. You know, and, and here's what I want to know. 
Is there a true number anywhere? And how did we get the number of how many illegals are in America at any time? Because, yeah. you know, you, sometimes we hear like 11 million, then we hear 22 million. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, how do we determine that? And I think that that's part of our problem in America. Well, FAIR's estimate is 12.5 million. And uh, we estimate that there are about 12.5 million illegal immigrants. I can't tell you our methodology. I'm not in the research department. I'm just a, sure. a talking head. But we're fairly yeah. confident with those. We've been doing this now for nearly 40 years. But we estimate mm-hmm. that those 12.5 million illegal aliens cost us about $116 billion, with a B, annually, with an A, so every year. So people who say spending 15 to $25 billion to build the border wall to stop illegal immigration is a waste of money. Let me tell you what a waste of money is. Spending $116 billion every year, each and every year, that is, to pay for the cost of illegal immigration. That's a mm-hmm. cost that could be reduced, and building the, the uh, border wall would pay for itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's the other factor that no one ever talks about you know, is the cost of, of illegal immigration on, on these communities. Uh, right. Because it is a huge cost. I mean, you know, and whenever you throw out the numbers and you talk about how many illegals are actually using services that right. could go, right, that either could go to citizens or could save citizens money because they wouldn't have right. to pay so much in taxes. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're labeled a big-time hater and you're told not to ask that question. Right. Well, you know, so the... We, we did a, released an entire report late last year on this, and it has mm-hmm. how much it costs by state. But <clears throat> the, of the taxes paid by illegal immigrants, most of them go to the federal government. Of the costs incurred by illegal immigrants, most of them are borne by the states. So that's why it has a disproportionate effect on state and local taxpayers. I mean, you think of uh, somebody who comes in with uh, with a spouse and two children. Those children uh, are, are, you know, go right into public school. What is it in the state of New York for, one, you know, public education? Fourteen to $16,000 per child Oh, per no, year. it's more. And oh, no, it's more. English it's like over 20. Second, then you put English as a second language on top yep. of that because these classes can't be conducted in English. And so you see that where you would argue, you know, these immigrants are doing jobs that Americans won't do. Well, for that price, when you factor in the cost just of their kids' education, you know, we could be hiring PhDs to be doing some of these jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not getting uh, away with cheap janitors. We're getting away with uh, very expensive janitors who've never had a background check, and we don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so illegal immigrants. And then, you know, you also have the resentment of parents in some of these schools where resources are siphoned away from their kids, you know, these may be towns in upstate New York where, you know, families have been paying into the tax base for four generations. All of a sudden, there's not enough money to educate their children because of a huge influx of illegal immigrant children whose parents, you know, really aren't covering the cost of the child, much less, you know, when they show up to the emergency room for health care or any of the benefits that the state decides to kick them. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, I had a caller, and I'm not quite sure if I have his question, but he wanted me to ask you the question about, um, you know, California Proposition 187. And then I think what he wants to know is what about what's currently going on, whereas, like, 187 was way back in 1994. And if I remember correctly, that had to do with 
um, services, correct? Like emergency services? It, did, it was everything but emergency services. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything except emergency services and education to illegal immigrants. Mm -hmm. That was really mostly caught up and struck down by the courts and never right. really had much to show for it. It was hopefully meant as a national, you know, kind of nudge, like wake up get control of the borders, do something about illegal immigration. Unfortunately, it it, it didn't quite work. Um, it, well, but didn't it pass? Though, yeah, it but didn't it pass, pass originally? In the, right, and then the courts, as you said, yeah, struck it, it down. It That's what I recall. overwhelmingly, and yeah. uh, d despite all the prognosticators and amid much fanfare. So, uh, yeah, that went on, and uh, unfortunately most of that was stopped by the courts. We know how these out-of-control uh, <laughs> left-wing judges can, can do these things. But yeah. uh, what's interesting is that the Proposition 187 was actually born largely in Orange County, California, where this pushback against uh, illegal immigration yeah. uh, by some of these communities is taking place today. Again, yeah, so they're still fighting the good fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're still fighting it. Whereas other people aren't, but they're still fighting it. Yeah. Right. I mean, as we, you know, as we watch this whole um, illegal thing, you know, it's just become a monster. This whole issue, and it seems like right. every year, you know, we never come to any solutions. And you know, it seems like President Trump is is struggling to get a handle on it and to get a handle on getting some money and getting the wall built and you know doing that. And it seems like you know he gets an inch, but then they pull four inches back away from him. Right. Well, we know what. We know what we can do to substantially decrease illegal immigration, and so does President Trump, and it was part mm -hmm. of his plan. He's mm -hmm. at the point now where there were a lot of good laws on the books, and he's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, made sure that they were enforced, and that's made a huge uh, change. But there, it's time for Congress to get off their hands. And this paltry $1.6 billion that they put in the yeah. omnibus bill I mean, it just doesn't cut the mustard. And, and on top of it being a slap in the face, I mean, you can't do much border security at all with $1.6 billion. It's not only a slap in the face, but they specifically have language in there where it can't be used for the wall. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it was for those looking to the omnibus for, you know, as a first step in immigration reform, at least in the enforcement aspect of it, it didn't happen. The battle's not over. President Trump uh, knows the commitments he made to the American public, that we're going to hold him accountable for those. Uh, he knows he wants to run for a second office, and he's going to have to uh, answer for all these promises before he does so. So we, um, mm -hmm. But we have somebody in the White House willing to do it. We have a Congress that has a lot of good people in it that would like to see this stuff enforced. It also has a lot of naysayers. And then there's California. So with all those things said, I'm still overly optimistic about chances of making major positive reforms for America's national security and immigration security in the next several years. All right. Then I'll, I'll let you have that. I, you know, it's just right. like, you know, watching it, Dave, it's really, it's like, oh, my heavens. You know, we've been fighting this fight for so long. It's like, come on, let's let's make it happen. I mean, I can right. see, you know, where the Trump administration is much more fired up. And, you know, he likes to come back and say, look, I promised and I, you know, completed the promise. So this right. may be, you know, this may be, and maybe we're rushing him, you know, because he does have to deal with a few inept in Congress. So I guess we have to just kind of bide our time and hope that it works, you know. I don't know. Exactly. Well, 
Yeah, but like you said, California, maybe at least some in California, there's a little bit of a saving grace out there. Well, Dave, right. thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. As always, it's great and very informative, you know, to great. talk to you and everybody um, at FAIR.